So we're going to kick off this year um, in two weeks of prayer and fasting. Some of you choose to, choose to fast with us. And, and this is something we have done from the very, very beginning as a church, is that we have started our year in prayer. And I've entitled this series, First Things First, okay? What you do first has the ability to change everything that follows after it, right? What you do first will impact everything else that, that is going to take place in, in, your, in your life. You, you got to keep things in order. And the first thing we need to do as a church and as individuals as we enter this year is we got to pray. Someone say we got to pray. Someone say we got to pray. Ernie, where are you at? We got to pray. I thought I heard you. I knew you were here. You know, this church was actually born out of prayer. Um, some of you know the story. Tate and I are pastoring a church in Orange County, and everything's going great. We have a beautiful home, an incredible church. We've got an ocean breeze. We went on a date the, the other night down there, and I just sat there with that ocean breeze. I'm like, oh, man, I, I love that ocean breeze, right? And um, if someone could unplug that light for me, it would be really great because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a, I'm going to, my left eye, my right eye is going to start freaking out. Um, thank you guys so much. Um, so we're down there where everything's going good, and, and Tatum's starting to feel a little, like, shift inside her heart, like God might have something, something else for us. And so I'm going, no, Tatum, look at me, look at, I know, I know the light's really exciting. Hey, look, I'm going, Tatum, no way. I, I, I want to live here the rest of my life. Like, I, I love Orange County. I, th this is where we're supposed to be. And Tatum, Tatum did this to me. She did the classic, like, you know, Christian challenge thing. Well, we should pray about it. And I was like, I don't want to pray about it. I, 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 know, I know that we're supposed to, well, we should pray about it. And then, she, and then she pushed it. You know how there's like the dare and then there's like the double dog dare? This was like, it's like, let's pray. She goes, you know what, we should pray and fast about it. I was like, oh, dang. And so she's the boss. And so we start praying and we start fasting. And in that time for, of, of two weeks that Tate and I spent together praying and fasting, God started to reveal to us that he had something else for us. I mean, just in miraculous ways, not just a nudge in our heart, but every time I opened up God's word, it was, there was just something about transition, something about change. And, and every, it, the circumstances started aligning. My, my assistant pastor who was serving there at the church alongside me, incredible man, is this going, I, I feel like God's, I know this is weird, but I feel like God's calling me to be a lead pastor. I'm like, well, I'm the lead pastor. How does that work? Oh, maybe God's doing something here. You see, everything just started lining up. And we actually started sitting in, in coffee shops during this, this time of two weeks of prayer and fasting. Because how many of you know that when you're praying and fasting, you, you still need a little coffee, everybody, right? Like, so we're sitting in coffee shops. And we have journals that were, well, what would it look like? What would it look like if we were to step out and start a, a new church? And Tate and I literally sat down and wrote out, I see a church, and then fill in the blank. I see a church that prays bold prayers. I see a church that takes bold steps. I see a church that fights for the next generation. I see a church that is, that is generous. I see a church that goes after the one. I see all those things, those, those came out of us praying and fasting and seeking God. And God started like, putting something inside of us while we were, someone say praying, praying, right? Someone say praying, praying. So praying and fasting, and we just finally surrendered to this thing that God started through prayer. I always, I always picture it like, a, like it started as a little trickle. It's like a little stream. just started like God's doing something. I don't know, what is that? What's God doing? It's a little stream. And all of a sudden that stream grew, and all of a sudden it's just roaring 
like raging river, and Tate and I are holding onto the bank, and this, ri- this river is pulling. It's like, I don't know, God. And pretty soon we had to just trust God into this thing that he started in our hearts and our life through, through prayer. We, we showed up into, into Redlands, picked the city through, through prayer. And when we showed up to Redlands, God, as we were praying, built a team. We had, we had went from just Tate and I on the launch team and my family. That puts about 15 people, everybody. We were doing great. Um, and they have to be there. They're family. Um, they're still out there setting up, fixing something. Who knows what they're, but they're making it happen. And, and God built a launch team through prayer. In, in, in three months, we had 60 people that were like, hey, let's, let's launch a church together. And do you know what we did with those 60 people? We, you know we launched Citizens uh, three weeks in, the, our anniversary's coming up here on the 23rd. But you know why we didn't launch on uh, the first Sunday of, of, of the year, or the second Sunday of the year? Not only are those two kind of low-attended Sundays, but... We wanted to focus on prayer and fasting. So what we did for the first two weeks is we prayed and fasted. We launched on the, we launched on the 23rd. And so that team fasted together, all 60. And the Thursday before we launched on the Sunday, we went over to the Minton building, and all 60 of us got down on our knees, and we sought God in prayer. Because, friends, what we wanted to see happen in Redlands and through this church was, was beyond what we were able to do. It was beyond our ability to accomplish. What we wanted to see and what we have seen is a move of God's spirit. It's his work. He's doing his thing. And our job is to, to hitch our wagon to what it is God is driving toward, what he's doing. And the way that we do that was through prayer. And so this was birthed in prayer. It's been bathed in prayer from the very beginning. And we've kept it in our in our culture from the very beginning. Do you know, there are small groups that are based in prayer that every Sunday morning before we, we come together, there are, there are teams out there praying for the service, that during service, we have a team that's praying right now for you right now. You know, during worship, there's prayer available in the back. You know, the, the worship team, before they step up here to lead worship, we literally sat back and we said, God, what people need is something beyond what we can bring. It's bigger than our talents. I mean, my goodness, we got a talented worship team, amen? But, but what you need is not talent. What you need is Jesus. What you need is God's spirit. And so we go, God, we bring our talents, but we want to get out of, our, out of the way so you can do your thing. And we, we bathe it in prayer. Before I step on this stage, guess what I'm doing? I'm praying. I'm back there. I'm just praying. And see, what prayer does is it postures me to go, God, we need you. We, we, we need you to, we need you to show up. Our nation right now needs you. Our, our, our family needs you. God, my future needs, it needs you. I, I don't want to see what I can do. God, citizens doesn't want to see what we could pull off. God, we want in the core of who we are, you, and, and only you. And so as we enter into this eighth year of ministry, we declare, God, we need you. And God, we're, we're, and you know what's so great is that not only do we need God, but God wants to give his full self to his kids. Do you know that, you know that when, this is all out of my, not in my notes, I'm just talking to you, I'm, we're, we're, I'm preaching right now. Do you know that when, we love the, we love the, we love the verse, right, that says, you know, ask and it'll be given unto you. Seek, and you will find. Knock at the door, and it shall be opened unto you. Come on, everyone knows. I just preached a message called Ask, Knock. See, it was, it was a great message. Go back and listen to it. It was like powerful. I'm telling you. Do you know what that was all in the context of? He says, hey, God says, Jesus is speaking. He goes, if a father, earthly father, 
who is, you know, not perfect in any way, knows how to give good gifts to his children. In other words, if they, if they ask for, for bread, he doesn't give them a stone. If they ask for fish, he doesn't give them a serpent. And that's just an earthly father. Because how much more your, your father in heaven, watch this, this is all in the context, how much more will your father in heaven be willing to give you the Holy Spirit when you ask? In other words, all of that was in the context. Ask, seek, knock of, of going, God, we need you by your spirit to do your thing. God's going, I'm just willing. I want to. But the transition point is prayer. Ask, seek, knock. He said, and I will pour out my spirit upon you. I, I, and that's what God's saying. For those, for those of you new and show, like, spirit of God, what is this? So God just goes, I'm going to show up. I'm going to help. I'm going I'm to do. Anyone need some help today? So what the spirit is, the, is a helper. I guess I'm just going to send help. The access point has always been prayer. Book of, book of uh, Zechariah, the Jews had a massive task in front of them, okay? A massive opportunity in front of them. See, 70 years had passed since their city was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar, and they, they'd been taken captive as a people. 70 years. And now Zerubbabel, that's a fun name to say, Zerubbabel is being called by God, watch this, to, to lead the children of Israel to go rebuild you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of churches right now that are rebuilding. There's a lot of, there's a lot of businesses right now rebuilding. We've got a nation that, that needs to rebuild. We've got some tensions that need to be, re, that, that need to be dissolved. We've got, we got some things that need to be rebuilt, right? And so Zerubbabel is being asked by God. 70 years of desolation, God, and, and God is saying, hey, Zerubbabel, come rebuild. And can I tell you guys, the task was a huge Undertaking, And as you, as you read through the book of Zechariah, it's a huge undertaking. It was a massively overwhelming call. And get this, not only was the task seemingly impossible, there was infighting. Like everyone couldn't agree on, on how to start things. And there's all sorts of division. And people were going, I don't know if we should get the vax or not get the vax. Or people were like, I can't believe you're doing this and you're not doing that. And it, there's all, all sorts of tension. It's just very modern. And here's what, God does in the middle of all that. He speaks to Zechariah. He speaks to Zerubbabel in the book of Zechariah. And here's what he says, Zechariah chapter four, verse six, in the middle of this impossible task. Come on, how many of you feel like you might be in the middle of an impossible task? He says this in Zechariah four, six and seven. We have that for the screen. Zechariah four says, he said to me, this is the word to Zerubbabel, not by my, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord God Almighty. Next verse. What are you, mighty mountain, before Zerubbabel? You will become level ground. Then he will bring out the capstones to shouts of God bless it, God bless it. The capstone was the first stone that you would lay in the building. And what they are saying is Zerubbabel, the, in, what the Spirit of God is saying, the, the impossible work that needs to be done is going to be done, but not by might, but not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Listen, I'm going to ask you a question and I'm going to make it make sense. Here's the question. What's your this? Okay. What's your this? And I really want you to think about it. So you've got a this. It's uh, you're going after this this year. You're dreaming about this this year, right? Well, what's your this? Like, you're hoping for this. We've all got a this. You, you, you want to see this. Fill in the blank. If 
financially, with your, with your family, with, with your relationships. You, you've got a this in front of you. Some of you have this thing that's worrying you, this thing that's stressing you out. Like, what's your this, right? You know, as a church, we have, we have some, some of this. Like, we want to see... We want to see more people come to know Jesus, discover their purpose in life. Like, we want to, find, we want to see more people um, find freedom and healing. We, we want to see people discover life and have hope. We have a this. We want to, as a worship team, continue to write more music that draws people close to the Lord, inspires and brings hope. We, we have a lot of this inside of us, you know what I mean? We want to see a building in Jesus' name. Amen? Like eighth year. I think, I, think maybe, I think maybe it's time for a building. Like that's like, we got a lot of this in front of us. Zerubbabel had a this. It was, his this was, go, go rebuild these walls that have been torn down. This, this impossible task in, in, in front of them. And you know, there's two primary attitudes that we have toward the thises in our life. Okay? You know what they are? Here's your, you have one of these attitudes right now. Whether you know it or not, you're going to know it when I'm done. You have, you have, a, you got an attitude right now. And can I tell you, you got one of these attitudes. It's either this. It's either one of these. I, I got this. That's some of you. That's some of y'all's attitude. You come in, you're like, all right. You're going into the year. I got this. Okay? You're like, somebody cue the Rocky music. Dun, 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 dun. Like Eye of the Tiger, you're like, you're like, I got this, right? You, you've been pumped up, you spent the last couple of weeks like looking at yourself in the mirror, like you're the best, you got this, you're smart, everyone likes you, like come on, like you're, I got this. Some of you got that attitude, right? I got this. Here's, here's the other attitude we take toward the vistas in our life, it's like, I can't do this. I just can't do this. I mean, just look around. It's all so hard and so stressful. And there's just, there's just, there's, I've been trying this for a long time. I've been going after this for years and I've never seen this change. And, and I, I can't do this. I don't got this. You know, you, I, you feel like you can't give this anymore. You've given this all you've got. And, and now you, you just, you, you're, you feel depleted. And so we've got some attitudes in here right now. Which attitude you got? I got this. I can't do this. I want to adjust. Like We're going to do a little attitude adjustment, right? We need to adjust both those attitudes. Ready? Let me talk to you who say, I got this. Can I tell you something? No, you don't. Because you can't do this on your own. Look at it. I got this. Hey, stop, stop. Careful. Be careful. I think sometimes when we go into, the, we go into something, we're like, I got this. God goes, oh, really? Go ahead. Let me know how that works out for you. Right? Others of you, let me, let me address the other attitude. Like, you're in here going, I can't do this. Look at, look at me. Yes, you can. Wait, it's really confusing, Pastor Chris. I got this. No, you don't. I can't do this. Yes, you can. Right? You know the problem with both those attitudes? I. I got this. Who? What? I? Oh. I can't do that. The problem is you're approaching your this with an I in front of it. I got this. I, 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 I can't do this. I, right? See, I have the might. Oh, I don't have the might. I, I've got the power. No, no, I don't, I don't have the power, right? We're, we're going to do this, everybody. But we got to get I out of the way. 
right? I got, I got to get me out of the way. What was the, the word of God to Zerubbabel? Not by might, nor by power. Not by might. In other words, it's not by whether you have a whole bunch of might. Some of you come here, I got a lot of might. I got a lot of power. It's not by might. It's not by power. I don't got a lot of might. Well, good, because it's not by your might. I don't got a lot of power. Well, good. It's not by your power. You see what I'm saying? Plus or minus, it's not by might. Plus or minus, it's not by power. What's the secret? It's by my spirit, says the Lord. Like, guys, hey, it's not about you. You let me do what only I can do. And the one speaking that is the one who spoke the world into existence. It's your heavenly Father who loves you and wants the best for you. And so what he's doing is trying to get you to get your eyes off you so he can do what it is your heavenly father wants to do. See, you got to change your attitude. You know, something in us loves independence. We've been taught as a kid, like, like that independence is the end game. It's, it's the goal, like self-sufficiency. That's what you need to run after. We kind of celebrate it. And, and you, you watch it from... When our kids are, are young, they, they want to be grown up. And what that means is I can do it on my own, right? How many times are you, your kids are, as they're growing up, they get in these little things, I, I want to do it, you know? I don't need your help. Like, yes, you do. Well, I can do it. No, it's, you're, we're crossing a street right now. You're going to hold my hand. I don't care how grown up you think you are. You're going to hold my hand right now. I tell you a story all the time. I, I, Raya, I remember her. Gave her, I put a Cheerio in her mouth. She can't even talk. She took it out of her mouth, looking at me like, I got this, right? And put it back in her mouth. Like, it's, there's just this attitude inside of us that says, I, I, I got this. I, I'm going to be independent. And we kind of celebrate it. But you guys, maybe we're not supposed to be independent. Like, maybe we're not supposed to be self-reliant. Like, what if what we've been fighting for all along is the wrong thing? What if teaching our kids to be independent has actually been the wrong thing? We're celebrating the wrong thing. Maybe it's actually, listen, our obsession with independence that's left so many of us frustrated. It's, it's our obsession with independence that's left so many sidelines and sidelined. And it's our obsession with independence that's left so many of us missing out on everything that God has for us. Because I'm just obsessed with independence. But God has not called you to be independent. God has called you to be 100% all in, fully dependent on him. You see, amen? Come on, where are you at, church? Like, amen? You don't believe me. Let, let me. let me help you so that when I say amen, you're, you're with me, all right? Like John 15, 5, uh, Jesus speaking, he says this, I am the vine. Here's the imagery God wants you to have in your mind. He's the vine, or divine, however you want to look at it. He's the vine. And you are, what are you, who are you in all of this? You're just a branch. You're just a branch. I'm the vine, you are the branch. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. When are we going to get that into the core of who we are? So the vine, what is the vine doing? The vine is rooted in the ground. The vine is providing the nourishment. The vine is keeping everything alive. What are the branches doing? They're just hanging on. They're just plugged in. They're just, watch, 
getting from the vine everything they need from the vine to produce all the fruit, right, in their lives. And, and the picture is, is, it's clear. If you're plugged into the vine, if you remain, he says, in him, you're going to bear much fruit. If you don't remain in him, there's no fruit. Some of you, around, some of you like, you, like, what's fruit? It's just, it's the good things in your life. It's production in your life. It's, it's blessing in your life. It's, it's provision in your life. Where's all the provision? Where's all the, it's strength in your life. It's, it's what you need for your life. Where do we find it? You just, you just, here's the secret. Did you hear what he said? It's not, this isn't some complex, do 18 things and check off five boxes and then flip. It's just, no, remain in me. Just stay here with me. Come on, stay close to me. If you don't remain in him, you won't bear any fruit. He says, for without me, you can do how many things? No things. Nothings, right? Without me, you can do nothing. See, Jesus said this isn't about your independence, but your God dependence. Can I tell you something right now? <coughs> Excuse me. God has blessed Tate and I's life. I'm just going to, God's blessed us. We are blessed and it's not because I'm incredible. Can I get it, amen? <laughs> it's because God is so good. We have incredible kids. And I'm not, I'm just, but can I tell you, like, it's not because, like, we're incredible parents. I mean, Tatum is. I just, I just, man, I just tell you, it's God is good. And I have, I want you to know blessing. And it's just staying close to him. Like, I, you, I mean, just help you real quick, right? You can't raise your kids on your own. You can't experience financial blessing with you trying to do your own thing with your finances. It's just biblical, everybody. Like, you, you can't see healing in a marriage. You're going to walk through. Can I just tell you right now? Two sinners. I mean, some of you are like, going to argue me on that, but all of us do dumb things, right? Amen? And they get married. I always, whenever I marry a couple before, before the marriage, the last, the last counseling session, I look at both of you, I go, hey, guys, I, I, this whole counseling session, I've discovered that this thing, relationship, has two problems. You and you, all right? <laughs> These are the problems, right? You put two people with problems together. Can I tell you that there's going to be problems. Is anyone like with me, right? Now, so, now how, how in the world are we going to make it through? Because there's going to be issues. Tate have had issues. The pastor and his wife had marriage problems? Yeah, we've had issues. But do you know how we make it through? Remain in him. Like, I mean, I just kept going, I can't do this marriage on my own. I mean, sure, Tatum has looked at me at times and said, I can't put up with you. And then she'd walk away and go, on my own. God, I'm going to need your help. And God, in this miraculous way, I mean, it has to be. She's putting up with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is just God infused. Someone just said, yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope you understand what I'm trying to, to get you to understand. You can't, you can't build that business 
on your own. You, you can't overcome the addictions on your own. You, you can't reach your neighborhood on your own. You can't see health in a relationship or healing in a relationship on your own. I mean, what is your this? As a church, we cannot reach our cities on our own. We can't change our nation on our own. We just can't. We can't. And the sooner we can admit that, the better. He says, not by might nor by power, but by his spirit, says the Lord. Matthew 19, 26 says this. Says Jesus looked at all of them and said, with man it is impossible. But now here's the good news. But with God, all things are possible. What's, what's possible? Oh, with God, you can raise those kids. With God, you can break that addiction. With God, you can take that scary next step that you know you've been supposed to take, but you haven't taken because it's scary. And you, come on, you know the step I'm talking about. Well, with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You're in the middle of a transition. You're starting a new job. You're having a new kid. You got, like, I don't know. God's, hey, I got you already. No, you're right. You can't do this. But what you need to learn to do is to remain in me because with me, all things. How many things? All things. Listen, all of it's possible. And more. It's, it's all possible. Well, my goodness, how do I get from where I am and live in the possible. You put your foot on the gas pedal called prayer. You set the pace of how much impossible you're going to make possible, how much impossible you're going to experience. Right? How? It's called prayer. So, how's your prayer life? Your prayer life, watch, this is very, very simple stuff, but your, the answer to that question tells me where you're relying. It's a, it's a good litmus test on, on who you're trusting. If some of you are like, I, and I, it's one of those questions that all of us, I say, how's your prayer life? Everybody be like, well, I need to pray more. Everyone, everyone feels that way. So don't feel bad. I'm not trying to guilt you into something. I'm just like, I don't pray enough, right? All of us, come on, are you with me? Like, I don't pray enough. Like, but it is a good litmus test. Because if you're running through your life without praying, that tells me that you're relying on yourself and not God. And, and what you are relying on, watch this, tells me where you're going. What you're relying on right now as you go into this year, is this making sense? It's going to tell me, tell you what you're going to experience in this year. If you're relying on you, we just talked about this, what are you going to experience this year? You're going to experience what you can do. And what can you do? Bible told you, Nothing. It's going to be another year of nothing. Who wants another year of nothing? Not me. But if you're relying on him, it tells me what you're going to experience. What are you going to experience? Well, the impossible becoming possible. Why? Because God said with him all things are possible. So where you're relying tells me where you're going. And how you're praying tells me how you're relying. So how's your prayer life? You know what happens if we're not praying, a good, a good indicator of, of where we're at with this is paying attention to your, your stress levels and your anxiety levels, okay? Because when you're overwhelmed with anxiety and stress and, and worry, that's often a very good indication that you've been trusting you. 
that you think you got this and you're carrying the weight on your own shoulders. And I'm telling you, you are not meant to carry the weight on your own shoulders. Listen to me, everybody. You were not built for that. And if you're trying to carry the weight on your shoulders, it will crush you. What are you supposed to do with that weight? First Peter 5, 7 says this, watch. Cast all your anxiety on him. Why? Because he cares for you. You're not supposed to carry it. He says, cast it. What does cast it mean? It means you take it off your shoulders and you literally, the word is just, you drop it on him. I'm not carrying this anymore. I'm so stressed out. I'm so anxious. I'm so... You've got to learn how to transition what you've been carrying off of you and onto him. And he invites you to do it. Cast it on me because I care for you. So what we have got to learn to do, that why these two weeks are so important is you've got to learn to cast it off your shoulders. Come on, you don't have to live all anxious. You don't have to. Why? Because, man, I'm just trusting him, and he's capable. I'm not worried about anything. God says, listen, I love you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to empower you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to guide you. Trust me. Like, rely on me. Remain in me. And that all happens. The, 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 the moment where that happens is in, it's in our prayer life, casting ourselves upon him. And so I want to challenge you this year to do something different. Some of you is totally different. Go into this year committing yourself to be a praying person. Develop your relationship with God to the place where you can't get past your morning routine without having spoken with God and, and spent time in God's presence. Like put on some, I put on some worship music. Just let it play. If you know me, you, you get into any environment where I'm praying, you're going to hear some, some Bethel without words playing somewhere, right? And I'm just, I just... Spend some time with God, casting it, just throwing it all on him. My visions, dreams, stresses, worries, finances, got another, a building, Lord. Like, it's just like all, I'm just casting it on him. And I walk around, God's got this. God's got this. Well, Chris, it's been seven years, and he hasn't given us a building. Maybe you're not praying in faith big enough. And maybe you're, it's just, it's just God's got a bigger dream than I've got. He sees it. Come on, I trust him. I totally trust him. And when it happens, you're going to look and go, oh, my goodness. Only God can do that, right? And so it's been seven years, and we don't have a building. Like, right, let's keep throwing it on his shoulders. Because it's not my, <laughs> this isn't my church. Look at me. This ain't not my church. This is God's church. And God can provide for his church, everybody. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's got this. Amen? Hey, start praying. Some of you, like, listen, I know you, you might not be able to make it 6.30 in the morning with us over this night. Pray. Just find time. Spend some moments with God. And when you start praying, listen, I'm going to close with this. You're going to see God start moving. I'm telling you. Hannah, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, prays that God would give her a son, and the Lord gives her Samuel, who became a great prophet. Samson in Judges 16, 28, and 30 asked God to strengthen him once again. If you remember, he's blind, he's weak. He prays, God, give me strength. And he pushes down the, 
walls of the temple and destroys the enemy. Paul and Silas are in prison. Some of you feel like you've been imprisoned. Acts chapter 16, 22 and 26. They pray in faith. And as they pray, within moments, the earth quakes and the doors to that prison open. First, in Acts chapter 12, Peter's in prison. All these guys in the early years, they're just all in prison, right? He prays and an angel comes and moves him from prison. Through the power of prayer, We've seen enemies overcome, Psalm chapter 6. Death conquers, 2 Kings. Physical healing in James 5. Elijah in 1 Kings prays and God stops the rain. He prays again and God brings the rain. Rain was always a picture of God's blessing. Everywhere you look at a work of God, you can also look and find the people of God praying. Every single time. There is no work of God without the prayers of his people. I don't fully understand that. But that's how God has chosen to work. It's how he's chosen to do it. Prayer is the channel through which God has chosen to unleash his power. Let me give you one more verse. James chapter 4. Or James, yeah, 4, 2 says, you have not, why? Because you ask not. It means that simple. There's not complexity to it. Look at, look at the other verse out of, out of James. It says this, uh, 5, I think we had it just there. It says, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth what? A whole bunch. How come I'm not seeing a whole bunch? Well, because it's, it's the effective, fervent prayer. Like, you continuing to pray, that availeth much. Can I ask a question that you need to ask yourself about that verse? Availeth much. Availeth much what? Availeth much work of God, is what he's saying. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man, when you're praying, you're going to see a whole lot of, uh, availeth much, availeth much work of God. In other words, there are works waiting to happen in your life this year. Come on, everybody, please listen. I'm closing right here. There are works waiting to happen in your life this year that will only be realized through the channel of prayer. There are works waiting to happen in our city that will only be realized through the channel of prayer. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much work of God. You will not see the much work of God if we're not effectively and fervently praying, right? So just imagine what would happen if you could engage your heart in prayer. So church, so I want to close right now. As I kick off this year, I just want to give you a few moments before God right now. And on your seat every single week, there's these connection cards. Um, I'm going to give you a couple minutes right now. We even gave you a pen. I don't have a pen. No, like, no millennials carry pens. No one carries pens anymore, right? Like, but we give you a pen. I want you to literally just think real quick through something you are praying to see God do in this next year in your life. There's something that's in front of you here, okay? We're going to we're going to take God at his word, okay? His word has said this. Now let's, let's respond by trusting his word. Why don't you just take a second and just give us a prayer. Something you need prayer for right now. And here's what we're going to do as a church. We're going to come alongside you. We're going to pray over every single one of these cards at our, at our, at our bold nights that are coming up on Thursdays. If, if you need your prayer to be private, you can mark it on there. And we have a team of people that... that keep those prayers private amongst themselves and they'll pray for you in, in private. But you're, 
we're doing this because God has invited us to watch him work through this channel. So I'm telling you, God right now is going, hey, what do you need? Where, where do you want to see me work? Let's pray. You give us what it is you want to see God do. We're going to pray for you and with you over these next several weeks as we kick off this year together, okay? Um, I want to ask you too. I mean, we're here, we're here to reach people, everybody. We want to see a lot of people come to know Jesus this year. Maybe you have some friends that are far from God. Would, would you let us know who they are? We, we want to pray for them. Um, if you want to get those online, you can go to the QR code that's on there. And right in the very front, you'll see two weeks of prayer and fasting. Click that. There's a spot there where you can give us your prayer. Spot there where you can give us the five people that you want to be, up to five people that you want to be praying for. We're going to pray. We're going to posture ourselves, bringing this all before God, because we want to see what He can do, not what we can do. Amen? So listen, in Jesus' name, you're going to see things move in your life this year that have not moved in the years previous. In Jesus' name, you're going to be delivered. In Jesus' name, the relationships are going to be healed. In Jesus' name, your friends are going to come to know Jesus. In Jesus' name, your, your, your relationship with family is going to be restored. In, in Jesus' name, like we got to just lean in and believe God for great things, but we're going to do it all relying on Him. Right? Posture yourself like that. Hey, take a moment. Give you a moment. Would you fill out those cards? And I'm going to close this in prayer. service the ushers are going to come up we're going to collect those cards I want to talk to those of you who and you can keep filling those out if, you, if you're not done yet but there's some of you in here today who are talking about that dependence and you've been depending a whole lot on you matter of fact your life has always been about you it's always you trying it on your own you're doing it on your own you're you're trying to make ends meet on your own. You've, been, you've just been going at it on your own. You've been, you've been independent. And God today is actually calling you into a place of dependency upon him, to, to trust in him. But some of you have never placed your trust in him. Well, today's your day where you're gonna say, God, I trust you. You're gonna surrender your life to Jesus today. Some of you need to do that. I'm gonna lead you in a word of prayer, very simply talking to God and give you an opportunity today to surrender your life to Jesus if you need that today. The Bible says, look at it, that all of us have sinned. We've fallen short of God's glory. We've all gone our own way, and the wages of that is separation from God. 
Some of you are separated from God today. But you guys, that separation can be, can be healed. You can be brought into relationship with him by simply saying yes to him today. So could I lead you in a word of prayer? Would you pray with me? God, we love you so much, and we do thank you for this morning where we can gather together on the first Sunday, first service of this new year. And God, in this moment, we say to you, we need you, God. We need you, God, to do what only you can do. God, in the middle of our nation, our city right now, God, our, our state and all that's happening, Lord, we, we need you, God, by your spirit to do your work in your way. And God, we just wanna make ourselves available to you, Lord. Here we are. And just, we wanna say yes, God. God, lift our eyes. I feel like there's many who came in here today with their, with their heads hung low. God, would you, would you be the lifter of their head this morning? That their eyes could, could catch your eyes, God, that they could see you, their, their heavenly Father who loves them, who, who's not left them alone, who's, who's walking with them right now. And God, would you help us just cast our cares onto you, God. Roll it off our shoulders and, and put it where it belongs, God. Help us to make that transition, God. Teach us to be a people of prayer. And God, for anyone in here who does not yet know you, God, I pray that right now, this moment, would be the moment that changes their life forever as they say yes to you. Could I lead you in a word of prayer, those of you who need to say yes to Jesus? Live and online, come on. Let me just lead you in a word of prayer. I'll give you the words. You, you say it to God. And you watch him change your life. Here's what you say. You say, God, I'm going to meet in your heart. Say, God, thank you that you love me and that you have more for me Today, right now, I want to surrender my life to you. I know that I've gone my own way and I've done my own thing, but I ask you, God, to forgive me, to wash me, to cleanse me. I thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross on my behalf and giving your life in my place so that I could live. And I thank you, Jesus, for rising from the grave to lead me into life. Will you fill me with your spirit and help me to walk with you all the days of my life? In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone agreed together to set a good hearty. Come on, church, amen and amen. Come on, let's celebrate with those who made that decision today.